Hello everyone, this is Bunnell Langford again, and welcome to January 6th, one year anniversary. I apologize for my late addition to this episode, but I'm currently in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and it's a little bit difficult to uh, deal with the uh, time zone difference with the mainland. But um, with that said, I want to jump right in. Unfortunately, I missed the president's um, speech in real time. I was in my deep sleep, but thankfully YouTube was able to provide a video with ads, of course. But um, I want to begin with the president's speech, President Biden's speech today. It was quite remarkable that he um, finally um, pointed the finger at the individual responsible, and I commend him for not mentioning his name. He doesn't deserve our attention by uttering those five letters. I had to count them to make sure they were actually five. But uh, I I think this is, once again, the beginning of the end for this individual. Um, I'm hoping that people on the other side of the aisle, and when I say other side of the aisle, I mean the Republican Party are finally waking up to um, the debacle that we call the 45th administration. And um, one of the things that the president uh, mentioned early on in his speech was that um, the former president um, is um, attracted to power over principle. That's a very important phrase, power over principle. Because we are a land of principle, um, it is difficult to overlook the fact that he's power hungry. And that is what the founding fathers feared when they created this role of the presidency, that power over principle wouldn't be... um, wouldn't be a factor. So the Constitution is designed to separate um, that ability, but when you have um, the House and the Senate and the cabinet members who um, agree with power over principle, um, it's quite frightening. And that really is where we are today. Um, And I'm once again going to focus on their role and responsibility as a federal employee of the United States government. The individuals who are opposing the election in any other job in the world, they would be fired. But unfortunately, because the way our system is designed, they're elected officials, but that doesn't take away the fact that they are still federal employees and they have to follow the rules of engagement. And the rules of engagement are the Constitution. And you have to follow those rules. And if they refuse to follow those rules, they're unqualified to be in the role that they currently are in. And it was, I was appalled that only the Cheneys were present for this anniversary, which is quite remarkable within itself and quite stark that not one would feel that it was an important um, point in history to be present to recognize the um, 
the insurrection and to recognize their responsibility as an elected federal official to do their job. And I know I keep beating that dead horse, but I think it's important to recognize that if you're not doing your job, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? Why are you, why are you in the role of an elected official if you're not going to follow the rules and do your job? And I think it gets lost in translation, especially with Americans and me as well, where they're not there to uh, tweet they're not there to correspond on social media um, and uh, create havoc. They are there to do their job. And their job is to protect the citizens of this country. And I'm hoping that I kind of drive this point forward where you know, all of the bluster and everything that's going on right now with the insurrection anniversary doesn't take away the fact that these individuals are not doing their job. And their job is, once again, very specific, is to protect this country. And I was thinking earlier this morning about how I could relate the two. And their job is to protect the country. And another role of their responsibility is to guide the military and um, make sure that the military is uh, is in place and is um, acting accordingly. So if they are opposing an election, they are opposing the military as well because the military is in place to protect the country at a different level. So if we have elected officials who refuse to recognize a um, simple transfer of power how can we entrust them to um, guide the military? And make no mistake, they are, um, they are influencing the military in many different ways. A lot of them sit on seats um, uh, that, uh, that um, guide the military and direct the military. So right there within itself is an oxymoron. How could you oppose the function and the peaceful transfer of power if you don't agree with the process. So regardless if you're an elected official, you're still a federal employee. And as a federal, because I've been a federal employee and I've been part of the military, and I understand that there are rules, there are policies and there are procedures that must be followed. And if you oppose a simple function of, of the government, how on earth can you be fit to manage the Department of Defense or even have an influence through a department to influence the military? It, it's an oxymoron. So I don't understand how people aren't recognizing that. But once again, it's the ignorance of how the government is ran. They're looking at this as some sort of show and how, um, how it's sensationalized across the board. And they're not really looking at how it is directly affecting different departments of the government. 
and different agencies within the government, or even the military for that matter. And I say the military because I'm a military veteran and I understand how their um, influence directly affected me as a military individual. So I'm, I'm going to throw this out there for anyone who understands how the Department of Defense functions and how the Senate and how the House and how the Cabinet directly are um, related. And if you don't understand the role and responsibility of your job as an elected official, you are a federal employee and you are opposing the function and the process, then you shouldn't be doing what you do. I'm going to go back to McDonald's and because that really is where the, the majority of these elected officials should be working. They're not even qualified to work at McDonald's, but I'm trying to um, compare um, the simplicity of them both. And if you are working at a McDonald's and you don't cook the fries correctly, or you say, you know what, I'm not going to cook these fries. <laughs> I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's absolutely true. You will be removed. You will be fired. Or, for example, even before you are hired into that role as a, a cook, they're going to ask you, do you know how to cook fries? Are you willing to cook fries? And if you say, no, I don't want to cook fries, guess what? You're not going to get the job. So why are we allowing elected officials to oppose a process or a, a function of the government, which is keeping us afloat, then you shouldn't be doing what you are doing and you shouldn't have the qualifications but because the biggest mouth gets the most followers and that's how you are elected then something is wrong something is wrong with the process and and that's where I commend the the former impeached president where he kind of brought this all to light so maybe this is a learning moment for us all so I want to um, kind of move away from that um, that topic and how power over principle is really um, has um, infected um, these individuals. And, you know, it's funny because I forgot about how even after the insurrection, the majority of the Republican Party opposed the election. And they thought that the big lie, quote unquote, was, um, was a, a, a true statement and they agreed with it. And they, and they opposed the fair election um, of our current president, Biden, which is startling. I, I completely forgot about that because there's so many problems that we're all having to deal with. Another thing that um, President Biden mentioned that the former president, his ego is bruised. If you understand that concept, it's quite apparent that he um, doesn't like to be wrong. Who doesn't like to be wrong? I don't like to be wrong. But when you're the president of the United States, um, having a bruised ego is not, um, is not a job requirement. And you have to put aside your own personal sometimes um, belief about how you think things are supposed to be ran. And for the greater good of the country, and the citizens of the country, especially of the United States, um, you have to kind of put that aside. You have to ignore power over principle. 
And that really is where the founding fathers put that separation um, of power in there so that we would be able to, um, to combat that and not allow a, um, an ego to overtake an, a, a, demo, a democratic government and gear us more towards an autocratic government. It's the, it is an oxymoron. It is the complete opposite of how our government is supposed to operate. And I'm kind of, as I'm speaking to you, I'm watching the talking heads on the media and how they're covering the insurrection, January 6, 2021. And I, I'm just shocked about, I forgot about how violent and how, um, how horrible it was. And so they're going through some of the interviews of the Republican Party senators and how they compared it to it was just a tour that they were just being you know guided through the capital and that's complete false and that's another example of whitewashing i'm watching this fool with the confederate flag in the rotunda that individual should be strung out and hung on the gallow that they built for the vice president they that's what they should do with this and and you know it's unfortunate that we don't have you know that we don't take people out on the White House lawn and shoot them um, right there on the spot. It's really sad. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we're a land of laws and we um, follow the rule of law so that we don't get to a point where this is allowed. Another um, point that I'd like to make is that he, he to this day, he disagrees with um, the election. He is saying that um, that he was gleeful um, at the insurrection, and that he completely disagrees to this day that the election was stolen from him, and that's another example of whitewashing, and how he is turning the dialogue and trying to brainwash and/or change the opinions of his posse and and it really isn't that difficult when you have a group of individuals that are completely ignorant and uneducated it's simple to brainwash them i mean it's just a matter of human nature and who doesn't understand that and i, I remember a quote that dum dum gave the other day about how he he loves the uneducated why does he love the uneducated i'm talking about former president is because he understands that it's easy to, to brainwash them and to get them to do his bidding, which is kind of sad. And if you are intelligent enough to understand how autocratic um, governments are ran, it's my way or the highway. But unfortunately, that's why the Constitution is in place, because we abide and we swear an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. And I'm going to say it again. It's a playbook. It is a playbook so that we follow it, so that we are not put in, in harm's way. And that is a kind of a military term, harm's way. And if you don't think you are in harm's way right now, living through a pandemic, we have multiple um, third world countries that are just waiting to tear us apart. And even uh, superpowers that are on the sidelines, watching all of this go down and waiting for dum-dum to say the next thing just to discredit us as a nation. And, you know, I, 
I was talking about uh, King George II the other day and about how when he was in the seat of the president and I remember I traveled overseas and, and people, um, wherever I was, they were foreigners in, in a different country and they were saying, oh, we love America. We just don't like your president. And, I, and, I, and that really was a, a pause for me because I didn't really understand it at the time, but they were basically saying that your president makes you look foolish and your president makes you look ignorant. And, and that's been going on for quite some time. I would say about 30 or 40 years, if you're old enough to understand um, the Republican Party, um, it goes back quite a while. And I don't understand how you can um, stab your brothers and your sisters in the back, your fellow citizens of, the, of your country, and think that's a good thing. I would say that is somewhat treasonous um, in its form that you are opposing um, the party. And, and I love this, this phrase, you know, you cut to the white meat. And, you know, this former dum-dum, he cuts to the white meat. He goes after you in a way that is um, unrelenting. And it's almost psychotic where, I mean, the president's speech today, I would say, it's probably one of the better speeches I've ever heard. And I'm not saying that just because I am who I am. I'm saying that because I'm a professional um, speaker and an, or, and an orator, and I've been doing it my entire life. And that was a good speech. Now, compare that to a speech that Dum Dum has given over the years, after the last four and a half years. And it's almost like watching a uh, mentally challenged individual try to speak. And I'll use the presidential debate between him and uh, the current president. It was, it was alarming. It was alarming how he has no self-control and if you think that a rabid dog is a good idea to be the most powerful man in the world, you are sadly mistaken. And once again, you should really sit this one out. So, next topic. Biden mentioned that, that the last election was, um, was, was, uh, 150 million people voted. More people voted in the last election than ever in the history of the country. And that says quite a bit, because that's saying that 150 million people felt that, that they needed to change, whether you are on one side or the other. That's a clear example that change is required. And change is good. Change is always important. You know, in, in corporate America, we have something called organizational change management. And change, change is always um, refreshing. And to try to hold on to power um, over principle is what our founding fathers decided was not a good path forward. And the reason that we've been able to sustain over 200 plus years is because of that written statement called the Constitution and that rule book or the playbook. Another thing he mentioned is that the results that former Dum Dum, 
he keeps saying, or he began saying this probably after he was elected, um, that, that our voting system is, is flawed. Everybody agrees that the last presidential vote was fair and legal. And there was no evidence ever found that um, there was any um, malfeasance involved. And they did everything in their power to stop the election count all the way up to the vice president. That really was their end game, was to stop uh, the peaceful transfer of power. And thankfully, it didn't um, happen. And we can thank a lot of people, but ultimately, it was the American people who stopped this nonsense. Interesting that uh, Mr. Biden, he had 7 million plus votes. And I, I think that everything gets lost in translation when we, um, when we try to look forward and you have a former president who continues to spew lies and nonsense and, and is allowed to do so. I just don't understand it, and I'm hoping that the media and social media stop him in his tracks. And there's a reason that FB stopped him, Twitter stopped him, which I think is hysterical. Um, and you know, they're private companies; they could do whatever they want. And and the Republican Party is saying, "Oh, we need to do away with them." I don't, I don't follow them, uh, these social media platforms, as I mentioned before. I think they're, um, it's the devil's bidding, but, but they recognize that if you have a sounding board or you have a platform, you're allowed to spew anything you want. And there are statistics that just came out today about how different social media platforms allowed the nonsense, stop the steal, and all this other um, craziness to go on even before the election. Even on that day, they were still running um, ads and um, communicating via these platforms. I don't see why this hasn't been stopped. And 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 I understand that the the government, it's difficult to um, to stop this kind of information. From, uh, from being released because they're private companies and that's just the way we operate. You know, if you're a private company, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But the one thing that you're not allowed to do is to um, cry wolf. And these individuals who are opposing the election, they are out there with their horns every single day just stop spewing lies and nonsense. And I'm gonna say it again, as an American, we do not like sore losers. It's just the way we operate. And these people are nothing more than sore losers. When you get down, you strip it all away, they're nothing more than a bunch of sore losers. And, and I, I'm really saddened by it. And another thing that um, President Biden said today that, and it's important to remember that we, or the military, and the federal employees who are elected to uh, protect the citizens of the United States, they are, they swore an oath to protect the Constitution, 
against enemies, foreign and domestic. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, who's, who's a, who is foreign and who's domestic as far as enemies? Well, guess what? The Republican Party should be considered enemies at this point. We, we, the gloves are off. We've gone too far to consider them as a friendly foe. And, and if they don't understand opposing a simple, fair election and saying that, and going out there and saying that the election was rigged and the election was stolen, and you are an enemy. You're allowed to say you don't agree. You're allowed to your opinion, but you're not allowed to cut to the white meat with your, with the other party, whomever you may be. And I, I mean this to the Democrats as well. The Democrats aren't out there saying that the election was stolen or the election was um, uh, somehow rigged. That is not your job. Your job is to follow the rules and the policies that are set forth. So the next topic I'd like to cover is, um, uh, I saw another interview with Officer Dunn today, and, and I, I have to commend him for being a, um, a voice of reason for what happened on January 6, 2021. Um, he really, you could tell that he's not comfortable being a spokesman for um, the Capitol Police, but he is a witness and he is a, he is a, he's involved and he uh, is trying to be a peacemaker and, and, and trying to get everyone to understand that what occurred on January 6th is not okay. And the, um, the enemy that is domestic are the people who kicked down the door of the Capitol and are allowing this nonsense of lies to continue on the daily, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you, social media. But it is your job as a citizen to sift through the nonsense and to come to a um, uh, understanding that, yes, we can disagree. We could say that you're wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not right all the time. I don't think that anyone listening would agree that, that they're right and wrong all the time. But when you take a stand against your fellow citizen and cut to the white meat, you broke the, you broke the rules. You are cheating. And that's not the American way. And if you think that it's okay to do so, then once again, you need to pack your bags and get the fuck out because you are nothing more than an enemy. And in earlier times, they would have taken you out and shot you. Real simple. But today we have what is called the rule of law. And that means that you are allowed um, your day in court. And getting back to the people who've been arrested, over 700 people have been arrested and tried, but yet they're still kind of going through and identifying who was, who was there and how they um, were involved. So, next topic. I mentioned Stephanie Grisham the other day about how she resigned on January 6, 2021. And 
breaking news this morning, I was uh, interested to find that she compared um, the behavior of Dum Dum to he was gleeful, gleeful in a dining room next to the Oval Office is nothing more than sheer ignorance. And if you thought what was happening on January 6th as a normal citizen, you're wrong. But as a sitting president, you are dereliction, you are derelict of duty. I'm gonna keep saying that derelict of duty because the president of the United States has to abide by certain rules and regulations. And if you don't, I'm gonna say it again, shit happens and you're currently living in the shit because nobody, the people that were put into, um, into place in the 45th administration, they were a cast of clowns and they really were there uh, from the very beginning for their own interest. If you understand how lawyers operate, attorneys are just um, talking heads, you know. They are, um, they are the axeman that is hired by corporations or, um, or industries or private companies or millionaires, billionaires, and zillionaires to do their dirty work. And as I mentioned before, there are a team of attorneys that are just circling this, this dum-dum on the daily. And those are the people that we really should be holding accountable for this. Because um, one of his uh, attorneys, his name begins with G as in uh, George. I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't even deserve it. He was the mayor of New York. That guy should be in jail. But unfortunately, he's been able to wiggle his way out of everything that he's done thus far. But he's just one example of the, of the clowns that this former president had circling him all the time, feeding him nonsense. And then you take um, his advisors, whomever they may be. All of these people are accomplices. And, and their, their day in court is coming. And I'm excited to see how we're going to really uh, deal with that because right now, um, nobody at the top has really been uh, persecuted. You know, we've identified some of them, but, but the majority of them are still walking free. And they really should be, they should have an ankle bracelet and the boot on their car, as I mentioned the other day. You, as a s simple civilian, if you were to rack up a few tickets, your life would be destroyed. Because you, God forbid, you didn't have the money to pay for the ticket, you would lose your job because you can't get to your, you couldn't get to your work because your car would be um, impounded or um, the money you needed to buy groceries is gonna need to be used for paying tickets. So you are, you are on a balancing act every day. But these individuals are always um, allowed freedom and white collar crime is expansive there are many different types of white collar crimes for example when we um, arrest a, a cocaine dealer they don't arrest the, the the maker of cocaine they arrest the dealer the person who's out on the street 
pushing the drug. And then they never persecute or prosecute the person that is actually responsible for providing that drug to the dealer. And that's the sad part of how we operate. We, we think that pr prosecuting the minion is enough, but this is a perfect time in history to start prosecuting people who are directly or indirectly responsible for doing what they do. Thank you.